Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Mike Slater. Slater, Sliders. That was last week. What a weird month it's been. It was last week was the um, anniversary of September 11th. 14th anniversary. And last it was last Friday. Did you know that there wasn't a single mention, not a single mention of September 11th on the front page of the New York Times? On September 11th. Never forget, right? There was stuff about Iran. There was a story about the New York City police officer taking down uh, the tennis player, James Blake, outside of a hotel thinking that he was a drug dealer. And there was a story about the, the upcoming debate, which was the other day. And there was a story about the economy of Brazil. Okay, there, There's your front page of the New York Times. On September 11th. That's, that's bad, isn't it? That's not a single mention. And I'll be honest, I always wonder how to cover September 11th. I guess for the, maybe the first five years I was on the radio, so maybe, probably, probably the 11th anniversary. So we, did, we went big on the 10th. The 10th anniversary, we, were, uh, we did it from the deck of the USS Midway, uh, old uh, aircraft carrier in San Diego. It was great. And I think the 11th year is the first year I was like, oh, you know what? We used to go, we used to go wall to wall. Talk about nothing other than 9-11 for the entire show. And the 11th anniversary was the first year I was like, I mean, do we talk? I didn't know what to do. I was like, do we talk about the whole day? Or, and I think now, you know, my local show on Friday, uh, it's maybe half the show. But it, but it, it, like direct, specifically half the show, but it weaves, September 11th weaves into almost every other story that we tell that day. And also, and the thing, and the reason I don't really feel bad about that is because 9-11, I mean, has its roots in every story that we tell, always, every day. And the reason why is because on September 11th, I thought it was the clearest sense that we had as the American, of the American people the clearest sense we had of what's important. It was the clearest sense we've had in, in a long time of what's important, of what's precious. You may remember last week, and I think it was a little later in the show, I want to say it was the second hour of the show, maybe even the third, and we were talking about Iran. And Andrew called it. Had a wonderful phone call. We were talking about the differences between Persian culture and American culture when it comes to making deals and negotiations and a bunch of different things. And Andrew called in and he's doing three tours in Iraq or whatever. And he was talking about his experiences there. And I asked him a question and he said, uh, have you ever seen the book of Eli? And I said, no, I have not. I said, you got to watch it. And then I hung up the phone and we went to break and the guys back in New York City were like, you got to watch the book of Eli. So I went home that night and my wife and I, we watched the book of Eli. That's how it works. Book of Eli with uh, Denzel Washington. Now, I won't give it all away, but it's 30 years after nuclear war in America. 
So everything's gone, basically. And there's this one scene where Denzel Washington and Mila Kunis, her character, it's not, it's not like Denzel Washington is the one guy. Denzel Washington's character and Mila Kunis' character. Um, so it happened 30 years ago and Mila Kunis' character is like, you're 20. So she wasn't around. She didn't know what America was like. And she's talking to Denzel Washington and she says, what was it like? What was America like before the event? They call it the event. And he said, people had more than they needed. We had no idea what was precious and what wasn't. We threw away things that people kill each other for now. Isn't that amazing? We had, I, I love that line. And then now, that, but for the record, this is not what um, Andrew the caller was, was referencing. The point he was referencing was spot on as well. Um, but this is a different thing I got from the movie. People had, people had more than we needed. We had no idea what was precious and what wasn't. And we threw away things that people kill each other for now. And I feel like we've once again lost sight of what's precious. I do it all the time. Goodness gracious. That's just, that's the curse of living in America. We have no idea what's precious. And when we, when we do have an idea, it's, it's always a thing. And it never is in the end. It's never a thing. I'll give a quick, a quick example. Um, Derek, last weekend, proposed to his girlfriend. They're in Los Angeles. And the weekend before that, he told his parents he was going to propose and told his mom that he was about to go buy an engagement ring. And his mom said, oh, don't go buy one. Don't go buy one. We have one for you. Here's the deal. Derek's great-grandfather was a lawyer in Germany in the 1930s. Things were obviously getting pretty bad for Jews in Germany. So he prepared to leave the country. This is like 1935. They applied to leave, and they were given permission. So this was early and everything, and they were given permission to leave. But there was one stipulation. They could not take anything with them. Only the clothes on their backs. That's it. They had to renounce everything. All of their assets, their home, their entire bank account, everything. All the money they accumulated, all the things... They accumulated. They had to give it all to the government in order to leave, in order to be given permission to leave. They didn't even hesitate. <laughs> Deal. Why? I mean, I'll just stop there. Like, why? What, cause, wh- because what's precious? Their family? Or the things? And I wonder, I mean, maybe some people, I'm not kidding, like maybe some Jewish people in Germany, they were given permission. They said, you got to give up everything. Maybe some of them were like, oh... All right, we'll stick it out. They weren't willing to give up everything. But this family was. One thing, though. Before they left, they took what money they had like in, in their possession because they couldn't go to the bank anymore. So they took what money they had and they bought as much jewelry and precious stones as they could afford. And they wanted small items that they could easily hide because, again, they could only bring the things on their back. They couldn't even bring, couldn't even bring a suitcase or anything. And the idea was they were going to take these stones and use them to start a new life. They got out of Germany. They made it to Italy. Things got bad there. So they boarded a Japanese cruise ship and settled in Berkeley, California. 
And as they settled down here in California, they ended up selling all of their jewelry except for one piece. A single solitaire diamond. And that's the diamond that's been passed down in the family. And that's the diamond that mom is going to give to Derek to give to his fiance. Not a big diamond. I don't, I don't know the quality of it, the cut color quality. I don't, I don't know the four C's or whatever. But that doesn't matter because it's not the things that matter. Just ask Derek's great-grandfather. He gave up all of them. He gave up all of them. During tragedy, we gained focus on what really matters. We did that during 9-11 as a country. I've never been alive or anything like that. And the craziest thing is when we lose sight of what's precious, we're, we're uh, more likely to lose it. And then what? And this is why I love reading stories and, and, and sharing stories of, of people in situations where modern luxuries don't distract them. Right? So that's why I love reading about the Spartans. Because it's just survival. That's it. There's no distraction. And I love telling stories about our troops uh, who served in the jungles or the deserts or the mountains. Because if you don't focus only on what matters, you die. And if you don't keep your attention, I, and I mean like, Focus on what matters to survive physically. Like there's, there's no room for anything else. And also focus on what matters emotionally. Like keeping your thoughts on the brother next to you and keeping your thoughts on your family and whatever else. Like you got to focus only on the things that matter. Otherwise, you die. And I, I love reading stories like that because at least for me, it helps me focus back in on what's precious. And we got to get back to focusing on what matters in our families and in our lives. And I think that's the whole point. Of never forget. Now the New York Times were 14 years later. And the New York Times is like meh. <laughs> whatever. But if every year from this. Maybe they didn't know what to say. I, I don't, maybe they ran out of lessons. to, And they're like well do we have to harp on the same old thing again about Islamic extremism? And you're like no it's not about that. I mean it is. But there's, it's even deeper than that. So for the next whatever 100 years. We can keep the lesson of September 11th being. Let's focus on the things that truly matter. I think that would be productive. 1-888-900-3393. Let's just make sure we don't... I don't know. I, just, I think the New York Times editor, was there anyone in the room who was like, hey, uh, do you want to like put a, put a story in the newspaper about... 9-11 or are we just going to totally forget it skip it All right. they couldn't find one story I don't know let's not never let's, let's never uh, fall to that one 900 Mike Slater show the Blaze Radio Network spread the word Mike Slater we'll continue in a moment on the Blaze Radio Network